KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, the Outdoor Hour, giving you the inside scoop on the great outdoors, presented by Park Ridge Medical Clinic on 1077 The Franchise. As long as I can remember, I've been drawn to the outdoors. There's something primal in each of us that awakens when we step outside the bounds of modern society and back into the vast possibilities of the natural world. The more civilized our lives become, the louder our hearts cry for reconnection with our native ways. Failure is imminent, dangers drawing nigh, but approached with reverence and tact, the outdoors return wisdom and gain. In both the outdoors and in life, harvests are fleeting, but lessons and memories abound. With that in mind, we step forth boldly together in pursuit of ourselves outdoors. We are nothing more than tree stand troubadours. Welcome inside the Outdoor Hour. Another great week, and we're off to a hot start here in the studio. Taylor Maples, Josh Stratton, Joshua Wildman Stratton. Wildman. I always forget that. Forgive me. Todd Lizenby on the ones and twos. We've got a couple of guests calling in this week from out west. Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner from Infinite Outdoors are on the show this week. You guys are, uh, you said you're in Fort Collins at the moment. Is that correct? Yep, we are. We're uh, we're avoiding the snow a little bit. Uh, we're, our office is based out of Casper, Wyoming. Uh, they got about two and a half feet of snow last night. So uh, luckily we're not up there. But um, yeah. It we're is currently out of, out of Fort Collins. It is 85 degrees here right now in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Just ripping hot. Out of nowhere. And you're telling me there yeah. are two feet of snow on the ground in Casper, Wyoming. Yep. I just talked to one of our guys there. They got about eight-foot drifts in the oh, yard. So. My, yeah. par- my parents are in Estes Park at their cabin. Right now. Yeah, they got about six inches of snow. Seriously. Yeah. So here's the thing. Wyoming in places is very unique and one of a kind in a lot of places wyoming's a lot like a lot of places in oklahoma where there's not much to stop the wind from blowing so you get those big drifts but i'm amazed there's even anything for it to drift up against besides the houses and the vehicles and that kind of stuff yeah the the roads basically they 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 like to shut their roads down about every Mm -hmm. at least once a week it seems like so do they have a lot of those, and I don't know if they're gates or how you actually articulate these, but those the big... The gates. Well, the things that they put on the side of the highway... Oh, yeah. That, like, all through drift. Wyoming. Is that all the way up there? Okay. Yeah. Big snow fences. I haven't been to Wyoming yet. What are those things called? Beaver tails or something? What do they call those fences? There's a name for them. You know what I'm talking I about. I've always heard them called snow fences, but... Snow fence? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I could be totally making that up you know what we need <laughs> which is what you usually do with about everything on the show, right? you know what we need all good shows and podcasts have like an intern or something that just sit here is googling all the time well that's weird because you have a computer open in front of your face yeah but i got too much else going on oh here. yeah you can't you, that's right who am i <laughs> i'm crazy you can't be the entertainment the voice the face it's hard carrying this show. I That's get all it. I'm your saying. Ba- I know your back hurts. It does. I know. It absolutely <laughs> does. We can talk about an intern, though. Hey, if you would like to sponsor an intern on the Outdoor Hour. Let us know. We might even pay them. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. 
Well, welcome inside the Outdoor Hour. We got, if nothing else, hopefully an entertaining show lined up for you this week. Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner are on the call with us from Infinite Outdoors. And this is kind of a really cool thing you guys have going for Infinite Outdoors. There's a lot of people out there that want to explore, whether it's new um, ecosystems, geographic territories. Maybe it's trying to hunt a different game species than they have in the past. And there's a lot of barriers for most people when they're trying to get into that kind of a deal. You guys have removed a lot of those barriers with what you guys are doing at Infinite Outdoors. Maybe for our listeners who are unfamiliar or less familiar with what you guys have to offer, can you kind of give us your elevator speech? Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we're a booking platform um, designed to help DIY hunters and anglers uh, access uh, private property. So for mostly for dailies hunts and fishing trips. So um, the idea behind it was that we, several of us uh, and the two founders kind of grew up on ranches and farms and kind of ran into the issue of of traditional leasing and uh, things like that. And they couldn't hunt and fish their own property because it was leased for the whole season, this and that. Um, And so they, we started this idea um, specifically our two founders that, that, is there a way that we can help provide access and still allow the landowners to make some money and help uh, promote conservation, things like that, but still the landowners can still hunt and fish the property themselves. So that's where this idea kind of came from. And uh, now, you know, anyone can go onto our website, to our app, they can search a variety of properties and game species and uh, units, everything like that. And then they can, you know, see maps of the property, see harvest photos, and then, book the property for one day, three days, five days, whatever they want to do. Um, And then, you know, they'll get a downloaded map onto their phone. They get all kinds of cool stuff to where it helps provide uh, an easy way for people to access something. And then also an easy way for the landowners to help manage their property, make a little bit extra money, and then uh, still have the opportunity to have control of their property, whether they want to hunt it or they let family hunt it or anything like that. What is a DIY hunter what kind of that's a very specific term you you've used a couple of times already what does that mean to you um to us it kind of means uh that person that that knows how to hunt they don't want to necessarily uh have an outfitter or a guide with them they want to go out and still experience and and learn and and do everything for themselves so um but they may not want to fight the crowds of public or there may not be an opportunity to go uh, hunt public in some areas where it's, you know, a lot of uh, ranches and things like that, all private land. So that the DIY is mostly, you know, I think a lot like all of us where we still, we like to hunt on our own. We like to go out there and and get after it, but we may want to, uh, you know, find a different area to do it or get away from people. I think it's really cool that you found a, a unique balance of still allowing the landowners access to their property, um, but helping them generate some revenue with this, as well as granting access to people that are those DIY hunters and get into new places, have new experiences. But even just from scrolling through your website, it's cool that you have biologist consultation available, uh, liability insurance. Like One of the things here, living in Oklahoma, has been my first real experience with private land having grown up out west and and most of my hunting experience being public 
Um, that's been such a big piece that I have found. If you want access to somebody's property, what value can you provide them, right? And around here, a lot of the times, it's just simple cleanup work. Maybe they've got, um, you know, some garbage or things like that that they need cleaned up. Maybe it's uh, trimming of the hedges or whatever this is on the property just to actually kind of maintain it. It's not just give me access, let me come in and try to kill your deer. But it's let me help turn this into a sustainable piece of ground. Um, and whether it's for the long-term usage of hunting and recreation or it's just to be more aesthetically pleasing, that's such a powerful angle for people that are trying to get on land. It sounds like you guys understand that concept and have really kind of utilized that to help grant that access and help make what you have access to better for the future. Is that fair? Yeah, uh, that's absolutely fair. We've, we've kind of found a way to to cater to both the outdoorsman and landowner. You know, a lot of what we do is uh, conservation-based. So every every time we approach a new landowner, we look at the piece of property that they have as something that we want to uh, maintain as, as quality as we possibly can. So we don't allow it to be overhunted. Um, you know, we don't allow it to have a crazy amount of pressure throughout the year. Um, you know, we, we don't want to go in and, and send in every hunter that wants to have access and, you know, shoot every deer, shoot every turkey, anything like that. Um, we really manage populations as best we can, and that's how we work really closely with <laughs> with each one of our biologists, you know. And um, landowners look at it as a way to keep what they have, what could have been in their family for decades, for centuries, you know, keep what they have um, uh, in pristine condition. Uh, and, and a lot of the hunters that we have, most uh, a huge majority of the hunters that we have are like-minded in that sense. So they're very appreciative to have a place to go hunt, a place to go fish. And so in turn, they take care of that property. You know, they, they pick up trash while we're out there. Um, they leave it in better shape than, than what it was in when they got there. You know, everybody's kind of pulling in the same direction because having this access is something that uh, hasn't been, hasn't existed in the past, you know, so they're, they're very grateful to have that opportunity and, and everybody that's involved does their part to keep it, you know, so that we can do it year after year after year. Have you guys noticed a shift? I've noticed some conversations, obviously, uh, through my, my role with MDF, with, with landowners, where there seems to be a, a shift going on um, of them really look understanding that what they have um, may not last forever if they don't start looking at their their land through the conservation lens. Have you seen an increase in in conversation with landowners um, of them asking those questions? What does it look like for me to preserve this herd and do my part? Um, what, is it, what does that mean for what I'm actually doing with my land? What does that mean when it comes to the type of fencing I'm using, water access, so on and so forth? Um, is that something you guys are seeing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, specifically, like we work with a bunch of ranchers in eastern Colorado, and we just had a meeting with them last week. And they're very, they were very like, they've been very responsive to things like that. They see that the drought's affecting them, the herds and the birds and everything in different ways. And they're, you know, like, there's a big push for them to, you know, change a little bit of their ag techniques and things like that. And they've been I don't know, they're, they're wanting to be on the front end of that. I think they see it. They see the resources that they have. And, you know, like from our platform's perspective, it's, it's not always about them. You know, they can technically make more money this way than other.
but they're kind of doing it. A lot of people as a you know supplement to help preserve their land, which has been really cool to see that it's like, hey, we have this thing. How can we, you know, help supplement this, you know, these plans to do certain things on our property to help, you know, make the land better, make the uh, wildlife better, everything like that. And it's nice to be able to work with them, not only from a financial aspect, but from a biological aspect to help them, you know, pursue those things. But there's definitely been a big push um, from a, a bunch of different species. Uh, so it's not really, you know, it helps them to make a, make a few extra bucks, but it's it's been put back in, in good ways we, we found into the land. Nice. You know, you guys mentioned that uh, you're conservationists at heart. What does, you know, as being a member of your organization or, or your, your business, um, what does my money go to specifically? That's a, that's a really good question, actually. So, um, we have an annual membership fee, which is $40 a year. Every active member of, of Infinite Outdoors pays that fee. And in paying that, you get a choice of a conservation group or a nonprofit organization that you want to uh, send a portion of your money to. And we've got a list that's constantly growing of nonprofit partners and organizations that we work with. Um, and every quarter, we will go through and we will send out um, you know, donations that for membership fees to each group that, you know, is, is designated from the choices that each hunter or fisherman has made. Um, so when you sign up with Infinite Outdoors, you know, you can know that you can know exactly where your money's going because you get to decide where you want to donate that to. Man, that's awesome. We are chatting with the guys from Infinite Outdoors this week, Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner, inside the Outdoor Hour. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about some of the products that they have available through the website, the app, some of these hunts, some of the locations, the properties. You guys are doing some really cool stuff, and you have some once-in-a-lifetime kinds of experiences available for people that are interested. I want to ask you some more questions, tell some stories, dive into that a little bit more on the other side of this. If you struggle with ED, get your life back without having to plan those intimate moments around taking a pill. Call Parkridge Medical Clinic today at 405-839-7000. That's 405-839-7000. Welcome back to the Outdoor Hour, talking all things outdoors, presented by Park Ridge Medical on 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back inside the Outdoor Hour. Taylor Maples, Joshua Wildman Stratton. Wildman. Todd Lizenby. And on the phone with us this week, from out west with Infinite Outdoors, Mike Maroney, and Sam Bruner. You're out west currently in Fort Collins, but you guys have properties all across the country, even here right in our own backyard of Oklahoma. We're going to talk more about that as we go through the show. I would be remiss if I didn't tell this story. I've been teasing it here in the studio all day. I got out with my Pedego e-bike this week, and I did something unique. Um, As you know, Josh, I do PA announcing for OU Softball. We had a really big week with Texas in town this week. Down with the horns. Yeah, Oklahoma swept Texas. Oh, it was so good. Run rule fashion on Sunday. What a great way to end the weekend. Come from behind on April 1st. This is my favorite tweet. Uh, 
Texas carried a 3-1 lead into the seventh inning on Saturday, and OU said, April Fool's. And That's ran right. away with it, walked it off. But Friday night. <laughs> the Boomer Sooner chant, I just want to know that you started over the PA yeah. after yeah. the victory, mm-hmm. was so epically timed because the ESPN com- uh, broadcasters were like trying to do like a game wrap-up, and all you could hear was you screaming Boomer and the entire stadium <laughs> screaming Sooner as they're trying to have like this, you know, we're big-time broadcaster conversation, and it was just Boomer, <laughs> Sooner. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that. So Friday night, we were at Hall of Fame Stadium in Oklahoma City, which is obviously where they play the Women's College World Series. Broke the single-game uh, regular season attendance record, NBD, 8,300 people in attendance. Saturday and Sunday, we were back down in Norman. Um, I don't know if you know what all was happening in Norman this week, though. Softball was at home. Baseball was at home right. against Stanford. The Women's Gymnastics Regional was in the Lloyd Noble Center basically between those yep. two ballparks and the medieval fair was in town at Reeves Park. Well, listen, as someone who was born and raised in Norman, I have many a fond memory of uh the medieval fair. Of the medieval fair, yeah. So, last year was my first time working an event in Norman the same weekend as the medieval fair and it took me an hour to drive the last like half a mile from uh Highway 9 yeah. up Jenkins yep. to the ballpark. So this year, we knew it was happening, and I was prepared. I threw the Pedigo in the back of my truck, and I told myself, as soon as I hit a slowdown, I'm just going to pull off the road, find the nearest parking lot, and Pedigo my way on in to Norman. Nice. So I did. I literally pulled off the highway at a 7-Eleven on Chautauqua, probably yeah, like a mile and a half yeah, yeah. from, uh, from yeah. Rita Hines. No big deal. Pedigo zipping through traffic. It took me probably... I mean, less than three minutes to helmet, get Helmet, no helmet. I went no helmet. Of course you did. I went no helmet. Were you also full soonered out in your ge- Full oh, soonered out. Oh, golly. A hundred percent. That sounds like a game day option. And I had my uh, my Oakley, you know, my cycling oh, yeah. sunglasses on. I looked like I was ready to play center field is basically what I'm saying. Or, or be in the tour. <laughs> so I'm on the bed. I go, I zip in. It's super easy. I tried to take it up in the press box with me, but I forgot we had ESPN. So we had Beth Moens, right. we had Amanda Scarborough, we had the whole crew. So I was like, ah, so I ended up stashing it down by the clubhouse. But after the game, same thing. It's an absolute zoo. And people, like literally, uh, the marketing girl, Caitlin, that works with me, needed to get from um, Marita Hines down to the Lloyd Noble to go to the gymnastics regional. And they had to have a golf cart ready for her. And even she couldn't get there in the golf cart on time because it's just such gridlock. But I just zipped through this stuff on the pedigo telling you three minutes I was back at my truck at the 7-Eleven on Highway 9 on I-35 and headed home. So absolutely, if for no other reason than to get around traffic congestions, you should go get a Pedego e-bike. It was so easy. It was like 80 degrees, and I didn't even break a sweat because of just the assistance that I can choose how much exertion I want to use. Go check out Pedego OKC. I was never really an e-bike guy before, um, but I love this Pedego. Go talk to Lance. They're located on the west side of Lake Hefner on MacArthur Boulevard. Um, He'll take care of you. He'll save you 10% if you mention the outdoor hour. So go check out Pedego OKC. Sufficient? Good story? Yeah. Did it live up to the hype? Well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, see, they approve. Yeah. They are Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner from Infinite 
outdoors. Do you guys have any e-bike experience? I, a little bit, and it is as luxurious as, as you make it sound. Um, it is, it's pretty nice. I know state to state, you know, you've got some regulations you need to be careful of. I think out west there's a little bit more turmoil in the e-bike world. But I literally killed a deer, not from the from the seat of my Pedego this year, but I rode my Pedego in, shot a great deer, and then used it to drag it out with a trailer. It was unbelievable. So if you can do it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, he's he he's all in. He's all in. It's like when someone's gone on their first like private chartered plane, and they're like, "I'm never going commercial again." You know, it's it's a similar experience. You ought to see the jacket he wears too. He's the he's the evil Knievel of e-bikes when he rides around. I got tassels hanging from my (laughs) sleeves. Yeah, it's got the the stars on it, the sequins everywhere. It's pretty amazing. What was that like? Seventies film, two bikers. And they're like, I have no idea what you you're talking about. Bikers? Yeah, two t- like motorcyclists. It was yeah. a really big movie. I just want to talk about Hot Rod now. Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. It's a great, it's a great movie. <laughs> Let's just turn this. This is now a Hot Rod fan forum. We're going to talk movies for the rest. of <laughs> Mike Maroney is with us, along with Sam Bruner from Infinite Outdoors in the first segment. We were talking a little bit about the DIY hunter experience that these guys offer you, how you can go through their website and go through their app and you can get access to private land and places chasing species that maybe you never have before. They're very conservation minded. They're giving back to these landowners and helping create sustainable environments they're very conscious of the population densities and all of that. What are some of the cool things that you guys get to do? Just scrolling through the website, I mean, I see that you've got big game listed, waterfowl, dove, turkey, fishing, pheasant. You guys seem to kind of encompass all of it. Are there a few of these things that kind of stick out to you? Of If I had to tell one or two stories of opportunities and experiences we have to offer, these are kind of what I lead with. What are those for you guys? Uh, there's a lot to pick from. Um, like you said, we're in eight states. We have like over a, almost a million acres of access. Um, so it's it's hard to pick. But uh, a big thing, um, one of our, our kind of prized spots that we have, is, or we have several, but in eastern Colorado, um, not too far from you guys, we, you know, there's some phenomenal mule deer hunting out there. Um, we have access to a lot of, a lot of different properties out there where, you know, you can go, you know, everybody, you know, there's this allure of mule deer, and there is for us, even though we've hunted them our whole lives, that they're a pretty cool species. And uh, to be able to do that in eastern Colorado out in the plains, um, get to see a lot of deer. We get to people that come from all over uh, that just want to go out there and, and chase mule deer, and um, that's that's pretty high on the list, I would say. Um, other things would be waterfowl hunting. Uh, it's It's huge. Well, everywhere, but, uh, you know, allowing people to get access uh, to private property for waterfowl hunting for daily stuff so that they're not, you know, having to lease a property for a whole year. They're not uh, finding properties that are overhunted, things like that. Um, that's another huge thing for us. And, you know, where people are, are just getting into waterfowl hunting or just getting into the sport and they have a really great experience where they go out for the first time, whether they bring their kids or they're just, you know, a friend invited them and they go out and they get to actually have success and not be pressured by other people. That's, that's a really a cool thing to see, you know, it helps grow the industry and, and helps grow the, the whole hunting and fishing community um, 
by allowing people to have like a good first experience. Um, I think that's one of the cool things we see come in a lot. Personally, I, I like seeing that and uh, I don't know, it feels like we're doing the right thing. That can yeah, be... just, just to add on top of that too, the, uh, every time somebody goes on an adventure, uh, whether it's hunting or fishing, they get the chance to submit a review and pictures and things like that. And some of the coolest ones that we get are, are pictures of, uh, you know, a 14 year old kid's first deer and he's just smiling from ear to ear. And, you know, the, the parents are just so excited that they got the opportunity that they wouldn't have had on, on overcrowded public land, you know, and it's just, it's cool to be able to provide opportunities for people like that, that have never had that chance. And then to see the success, to see the smiles for me, those are the ones, you know, I think for a lot of us, those are the ones that really, really stand out. It's almost turkey season here in Oklahoma, and you guys mentioned previously we get exactly a month, April 16th through May 16th. Um, you've got some turkey access here in Oklahoma as well. Is that correct? We do, yeah. We have uh, one property not too far from you uh, over there in Mulhall, and then uh, a couple in the eastern side of the state too, uh, over by Wilverton, and uh, working on a few others as well. So, um, yeah, we're excited for those those properties to for people to get out there and hopefully knock some birds down if somebody wants to learn more about those properties i know we talked about in the previous segment but again how can people find you and figure out what you have access to and what it all looks like yeah so it's pretty easy there's actually two ways uh one would be to go to our website uh infiniteoutdoorsusa.com and go on there you can browse all the properties filter by species or location uh look at the all the different property descriptions, uh, everything like that, and the um, available dates. It's a calendar just right like that. And you can also go on, we have an app, um, Infinite Outdoors app on uh, Apple I, or iPhones or Android. Um, there you have to just go on, create a free account. Uh, it's free to download, free to create an account, and you can see everything and filter the exact same way. Um, so that it allows you to view a map or you can search it uh, by whatever state you want to hunt in or species you want to hunt in. Josh, you said you've been seeing quite a few turkeys lately, right? Piles. Piles of turkeys? Piles. Is that the official name for a group of turkeys is a pile? It is not, but that's what I call it. <laughs> that's I what it, I call it. I think it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. Because the Logan state of Oklahoma County is just, like, stacked. Like, it's yeah. absurd. Um, they're freaking everywhere. Um from my trail running routes to my gravel bike riding routes to just driving around, even into north, um, the northeastern corner of Oklahoma County, um, just seeing big, big groups and uh, piles, piles, man. Uh, I was on a run yesterday morning, which, man, this uh, eighty degree temp, my body wasn't ready for that. And it it was, kind of snuck up on And us. my body wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Um, those six miles hurt. Uh, but, man, I saw a bunch just roaming the fields, uh, quite a few different areas on the little six-mile uh, kind of square I ran through Logan County, and they're out there. How many more times do you think he's going to drop in that he ran six miles? I only said it once. <laughs> you said it twice. <laughs> I've probably run six miles in the last ten years. Listen, so. that's not very far. That's not that's not a flex. Hmm. Okay. 10K, right? Yeah, that's something. Yeah, it's about five, about five and a half more miles than I want to run today. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the running I did yesterday. 
Um, I was on my drive home, and I was running a little bit late. I needed to get home uh, so I could be with my daughter Wyatt so my wife could run off and do something. And I'm driving down a back road, and I see some turkeys out in the field. Now we're talking. <laughs> so And I, you were super late. And I was late to begin with. Yeah. But I pull off, and I sprint back basically you know maybe a quarter mile to where there's a little bit of a clearing and i can see and i happen to have my mouth read with me because i take my calls everywhere in my truck especially this time of year and so i'm just kind of flirting with some turkeys for a little bit got some good gobbles and trying to pull some off and just practice you know what i'm doing ahead of the season um, and i spent longer there than i should have so i had to hoof it back real quickly to the truck when my phone started ringing sam wondering where i was going to be so um, yeah, that was my little bit of exercise yesterday, but it was turkey related. So yeah, I love that. There you go. We're chatting this week with the guys from Infinite Outdoors, Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner inside the Outdoor Hour. We got one more segment ahead. When we come back, we're going to dive in more about what they have to offer. Maybe an opportunity for our listeners to utilize Infinite Outdoors. Maybe even something to do with a turkey hunt coming up the next few weeks. Yep may just be a giveaway it may end up just being a giveaway we got some uh, some details to iron out here but we'll do that in the segment ahead sounds good something like that hey if you're in the market in the off season for a new hunting hide get a hold of the guys over at okiehides.com Oki hides are made right here in oklahoma city by oklahomans and when i tell you that this is the most luxurious way to hunt deer i am not kidding you it is unbelievable. I had my eight-year-old nephew in an Oki hide with me this year with his iPad and snacks, making noise, laughing. We had scents flying everywhere, and we saw more deer in there than I have seen from many tree stands on many days, regardless of winds and scents and all of that. They're comfortable. They're overthought. They're overbuilt. They're made right here in Oklahoma City. They've got the largest floor plans in the industry. 26 gauge galvanized sheeting on the walls it's not going to warp in the wind it's not going to make that wah 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 sound that you're used to hearing if you sit inside another cheaper blind um, blackout curtains they've literally thought of everything including shelves to place your camera equipment on and all of that so check out okiehides.com if you're in the market for an Oki hide it will likely be the last hide you ever have to buy because these things are so well built if you're looking for something custom they do custom builds go see rivers go see roy go talk to the team you can literally watch them build fabricate weld your hide right here in oklahoma city okiehides.com is the website if you want to learn more back with mike and sam from infinite outdoors inside the outdoor hour when we return now back to the outdoor hour presented by park ridge medical with your host taylor maples on 1077 the franchise and the franchise mobile app Welcome back inside the Outdoor Hour. Final segment this week. Before we started the show this week, we were walking through the radio studios here at Tyler Media looking for um, some headphones to use. That seems to be an uphill battle. Maybe that's what we need to do is we need to take donations for an intern that can Google things for us and a collection to purchase some headphones for the show. Um, yeah. Uh, Maybe Taylor can just stop being cheap. Josh can get his own headphones. I mean, listen, Bedford Cameras... <laughs> 
We see you. Step up. We see you. <laughs> and we know that you sell really nice headphones. And camera equipment. And camera equipment, which... I'm in the market. We'd love to put our yeah. radio faces on video. Radio faces on video. Just to see what happens. Well, I don't know that people want to pay for that, though. Probably not, but, <laughs> you know, we're going to try anyways. How about this? How about I talk through what I'm doing? Get that silky smooth. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us a taste of what that's like? What if we did, like, hunting ASMR stuff? <laughs> I am in the tree stand. There's probably a market for the, it. There's definitely the a market for that. The leaves are ruffling all around me. The wind is wasping through the hair of my This eyebrows. is really going south. <laughs> um, gentlemen with way more important things to say than us. Yeah. That is Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner from Infinite Outdoors. They're on the call with us this week. Todd, you never finished your story about looking for headphones. I did. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to that. So I didn't find headphones, but what I did find is a 1996 outdoor calendar and journal that was actually produced by the ODWC. It says right here. I don't even know if they're still at this address. They are um, not. <laughs> but this is really cool. If they don't still produce these, they need to again. It's pretty sweet. I'm digging it. And for everyone who's thinking, oh, I bet I know what's on the front of that calendar, maybe you're thinking a buffalo or a whitetail or maybe a, a large mouth tail. A, a large mouth bass. Yeah. No, it's an elk. It's an elk. So you got that going for you. <laughs> Which is there's a lot of character nice. there too. That's a good. There is. It's out. a nice drawing. It looks like they spent some money on that. They really did. It's got a signature on it and everything. I think Don Pearson mm. is what it looks like. But as I flip through this, so it's it's kind of like an old. It's very yellowed, but it's intentionally that way, even from 1996. So it looks older. That than was it really per, is. that was premier uh, <laughs> paper. I'm kind of having a flashback to American Psycho when they're comparing uh, business cards right now. I think this was they thought out the color of that paper for a while. So, you flip open the cover and they've got the 10 commandments of gun safety. Don't shoot your friends. Top 10 one. list. We got the top 10 right here. We got here. the top 10. Top 10, number 10, avoid alcoholic beverages and drugs before or while handling firearms. Number 9, know your firearm required ammunition. Read the instruction manual. There's a lot of really good stuff in here. Honestly though, um Never shoot a bullet at a flat, hard surface or water. Good good call. Here you are, number six. Never point a gun at anything you do not want to shoot. There you yeah. go. Yeah. What's the number one? What's number the one? The number one. Yeah. Number one, Ten Commandments of Gun Safety. Number one, treat every gun as if it were loaded. When the survey says... Survey says... We're actually joking at this. This is really good information. Yeah, no, here. it is. It is. Um, but it's, it's super rad. Yeah, um, this is really cool. There's a calendar in it. Which is great. And, and each page has either a pencil drawing with, like, so here's a pronghorn. Speed goat. <laughs> They've got old-timey black and white photos. They've got Henry David Thoreau poems, like you Isaac a Walton. Cool, you were a cool dude. Look, that's a bass and a fly. This is really cool. ODWC, we're going to call Hitting you it. out. Yeah, J.D., you need Give us a call. We, we need market. we need we need some feedback on this. Where'd this go? How'd this get cut from the budget? Because it's fire. Do you think 1996 was the last year that was produced? I don't know. 
We should have JD on and ask him. Let's do it. All right. You know who we've got on this week is Mike Maroney and Sam Bruner. Believe it or not, we have guests. It's not just me and Josh here. (laughs) (laughs) These guys from Infinite Outdoors. We were talking in the previous segments about the number of acres. You said almost a million acres across the country. Is that right? That is correct, yeah. That you guys have access for people to basically hunt private land through Infinite Outdoors, whether it's infiniteoutdoorsusa.com on the website or through their Infinite Outdoors app for the DIY hunter that wants to get out and have access. On That's a really cool photo. Do you have any idea what year that car is? No, but it's epic. This is like, I mean, that's a 50s photo of a white-tailed deer on the hood of, like... A Packard or something. Yeah. A Ford sedan. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty baller. We'll have to post some of these pictures on social I media. I think so. This is awesome. Um, in all seriousness, uh, you know, I think we all understand, and, 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 you know, the outdoor industry loves to promote these bougie lodges and exceptional guides and all these things that cost a lot of money uh, to go do, and I think it can be intimidating, uh, particularly if you're new to hunting. Um, make you feel like you can't do more than what you can do in your backyard. And I think uh, Infinite Outdoors has created a wonderful opportunity for people to expand their horizons, to set realistic goals and expectations for themselves, to be able to uh, travel around this beautiful country in the pursuit of the animals uh, we all love to chase and the food we love to eat. And uh, it, it really is an honor to have these guys on today. And I hope that... People take the time to check out their website and uh, see what they have to offer. And in that note, I think uh, maybe we can push a little further into this little great opportunity we're going to present to uh, Oklahoma listeners. Yeah, so Sam and Mike and everybody at Infinite Outdoors has been gracious enough to offer us a turkey hunt um, they wanted to take us hunting, frankly, and we said, what if we did this differently? What if we were to give away an Oklahoma turkey hunt? So we're still kind of working through the specifics of who and when and how and all of that. But keep your uh, your ears open and your eyes open in the coming weeks. We're going to try to turn this around pretty quick because uh, turkey season is just about upon us. Yeah, quickly ap- approaching. Yeah. So, guys, tell us a little bit more about uh, what you have to offer us here that we will be giving away. What's the day uh, yeah, look we like? Have a, uh, we have well, we have a few properties in Oklahoma. One particular close to Oklahoma City, there in uh, near Mohaw. Um, and Sam could probably speak to it. He uh, has been out there a few times visiting with the landowners. But um, yeah, so that that particular farm is um, it's you know 320 acres, and yeah, like Michael said, it's right there near Mohaw, just not too far from uh, you know Oklahoma City or or Stillwater even. But um, Great property for for turkey hunting, for deer hunting especially. Uh, turkeys are, are loaded in there. There's river bottom, creek bottom that runs through the whole property. Then they've got different food plots um, here and there. So tons of birds. You know, visiting with the landowner over the over the weekend, sending me pictures, videos, all kinds of things. Um, clearly, lots of birds. So whoever gets to hunt that property should have should have a heck of a time. And um, that property is is available pretty much all year round. You can there are bass fishing opportunities on it, waterfowl. Um, deer hunting, turkey hunting, and then as we work with that landowner to kind of increase the population um, in the years to come, there's going to be quail hunting opportunities out there as well. And, um, you know, that's not the, the only part of Oklahoma that we're in. We've got some deer hunting and turkey and, and uh, hog hunting available down in, in 
southeast Oklahoma as well. And we're, we're really looking to expand what we've got in the state of Oklahoma. If you're and a landowner, cool thing, like, if you're a land, that? if you're a landowner here in Oklahoma, um, you know we've talked about the benefits for if you're a hunter. And I think we've briefly talked about how you guys like to build your relationships with these landowners and truly being a partner, helping them achieve their conservation goals. Uh, we've all been on those properties that uh, have too many does and too many hogs and whatever it may be that uh, makes your life just that much harder in the agricultural world. What uh, what does it take to be uh, a landowner partner of Infinite Outdoors and, and what's that process look like? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty simple. Um, it's free for all of our landowners to sign up, everything like that. Um, we will do, we can work with our biologists and do conservation, or we'll do uh, assessments of their property, basically a consultation of what they have, what we think we can sell, um, what our harvest rates would be, things like that. Um, so we, we set up those appointments, uh, super easy to go on. And uh, what, one thing, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the landowners have complete control of their calendar. So they can go on and open it uh, for one day or for 10 days or for the whole season, whatever it is, uh, no skin off our back. That's kind of, that's the whole beauty of it is that they can, you know, have the ability to make as much or open it up as much as they want or as little as they want. Um, so that's, that's really cool in that aspect. The other cool thing is uh, compared to some other trip like leasing, um, we vet all of our our client, our customers, our hunters and anglers that go out there. So we, we know what truck they're driving, everything like that. All that information gets sent to the landowner uh, when they book a, a hunt. So they know who's going to be there, how many people are going to be there. Um, so that that's all straightforward. Um, and they also don't have to interact with the hunters if they don't want to. Our app has a map uh, that downloads to their phone, whoever's hunting's phone um, that has the boundaries that can be adjusted if you have cattle in one area and you don't want hunters there. We can adjust the boundaries so that they, uh, the hunters know exactly where they have to be. We can mark blinds. We can do all that stuff right on the app. So um, really pretty minimal uh, interactions with the hunters, and it's pretty easy for, for landowners to get set up. We try to do everything uh, pretty straightforward so they don't have to, to worry. And then uh, we also carry insurance uh, to help cover, you know, everything uh, – any liability insurance, stuff like that for all the landowners. So, yeah, the, the amount of flexibility that we're able to offer a landowner is kind of unmatched. Uh, you know, if, if let's say somebody's got an operating cattle farm and they don't want to sell deer hunts, they don't want to sell turkey hunts, but they've got a problem with coyotes because they have, you know, maybe it's calving season and that's all they want to do, then that's, that's all that they need to do. You know, that we're able to put that on our website on the app and, and uh, put that in front of the eyes of so many people. And it's, it's really no skin off their back. It's, it's something that, you know, we want to focus on on treating landowners right and making sure that it's a comfortable situation for them to be in. Because without the landowners who are willing to provide access, you know, we're we're kind of up a creek without a paddle. So we cater to the landowners as as much as we can and offer them as many benefits that we possibly can. You guys have a great thing going for Infinite Outdoors. Really impressed with the products you guys are putting together, both for landowners and for hunting consumers. Check out InfiniteOutdoorsUSA.com. You can also search for their app. Um, do you guys have social media handles you want to throw out there for us? How can we help you guys just make an impact? Yeah, uh, give us a follow, Infinite Outdoors underscore USA uh, on Instagram, Infinite Outdoors on Facebook. Um, all that we'd love to, you know, get your, uh, 
to feedback on stuff, everything like that. Um, and, and yeah, like we said, download the app, um, get a, updates on any of our new properties that we have uh, in your area, things like that. So, And um, stay tuned. We are going to be giving away a hunt, a turkey hunt, for this spring in the next few weeks. Uh, we just got some details to iron out. And you can pay attention to this show. You can pay attention to our social media as well for those updates as they come available. Thank you guys for being with us this week. Josh, the only thing that we have left to do is to say thanks to J.D. Adams and company. How's things at the fly shop? Yeah, hit that button. There you go. They're cranking. You know, it's that time of the year. Water temps are up uh, in the high 50s, uh, not quite to the 60s, but uh you know, hybrids are rocking and rolling, and and uh, sand bass are running, and and it's a great time to be in Oklahoma, fishing for our warm water uh, fisheries. But uh, at the shop, we got all the things you need. We got a bunch of great stuff on sale, carryover from winter and fall apparel that'll be rolling to fifty percent off this weekend. We've got uh, a guy coming in on Saturday to talk about uh, fly tying techniques and doing some demonstrations. And then obviously this Saturday night is the Fly Fishing Film Tour at uh, Will Rogers Theater at 7.30 p.m. Um, That's this Saturday, April 8th. A bunch of great people involved there with Stoke Foundation, uh, the Trout Unlimited Chapter of Central Oklahoma, and Native Waters Outfitters. So we will be there. It's a great opportunity to raise money for a great nonprofit, the Stoke Foundation, as well as just enjoying an evening of community with Oklahoma fly fishermen and seeing an amazing collection of films. Don't forget, turkey season is right around the corner here in Oklahoma. Get out and get your shotgun patterned. Get ready to go. We're, what, a couple of weeks away now? Yep, we're getting close. April 16th, that'll open up, so... Bag limit is one bearded turkey. That's it. That's it. Go get him. Guys, thanks for being with us this week. Special thanks to our guests, Sam Bruner and Mike Maroney from Infinite Outdoors. Check them out online, infiniteoutdoorsusa.com. You can download their app. Find them on Instagram, infiniteoutdoors underscore USA. You can connect with the Outdoor Hour on social media as well at Outdoor underscore Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. You can find me specifically at T underscore Maples on Twitter and Instagram at Wildman Stratton on Twitter is where you can find Josh there. Sometimes you're on the Twitterverse. I see you pop up from time to time. I check in occasionally. The Instagram is at against underscore current. That is correct. Todd Lizenby is at Todd on franchise on all of the approved platforms as well. If you're interested in supporting the show, maybe have a business you'd like to get some more visibility for, looking to advertise, Tyler Media in general, outdoor billboards, Spanish-speaking radio, the franchise, any of our Tyler Media platforms, give me an email. Shoot me an email, taylor.m at tylermedia.com. I would be happy to connect you with someone who can help. That's going to do it this week for the Outdoor Hour, presented by Park Ridge Medical Clinic. Thanks for being with us. One final time, Mike Maroney, Sam Bruner, thanks for joining us. We had fun, guys. We'll do it again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. We will be in touch. We'll get some details ironed out for this turkey trip giveaway, so stay tuned for that. Until next time, go boldly. We'll see you outdoors.